0: Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, my name is Peter Klein, thank you very much for tuning in today. This one, we are focusing on the NFL. Um, now this one's going to be a little bit different today. So, uh, back when the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, um, I do what I always do, and do the how was this team built, and so I look at like some of the trades that, that, that lead to uh, a team getting a championship win. And one of those, was the Kansas City Chiefs moving up to get Patrick Mahomes. And that led to six pages of notes and a half-hour podcast breaking down how eventually 15 teams in the league were affected by the trade that brought Patrick Mahomes to the Kansas City Chiefs. And since Kansas City won the Super Bowl, I thought, let's revisit that. Um, So for those listening to the podcast today, first of all, thank you. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Secondly, on the back part of this, you are going to hear um, that trade tree. It's from last year. I, I, I did a quick breeze through. I don't think any of it has changed. There's gonna be some stats in there that are obviously different. Um, I don't think any of it though. Like I, I don't think there's any loose ends that need to be tied up. I don't believe. Um, so we're going to get to that one. For those of you who are just watching today, we're going, it's going to be business as usual, but it's probably going to be a significantly quicker podcast than you are used to today. Uh, because we're just going to have a quick football segment off the top and then that will be it. But for podcast listeners, there will be kind of an abrupt jump and you will get into the Mahomes trade tree. So, uh, if you're watching, thank you. Make sure you like the video and subscribe. Um, I promise this part still, where we're going to look at the, the updated GOAT rankings, um, and the updated top players in the league rankings for the NFL uh, coming off of the Super Bowl. So that's what we're looking at today. Let's get into it. A little slow on the draw on these today. Um, Okay, let's start with the updated rankings for this season, and for for now, I guess, for today. Um, So the updated rankings, off of the list is Joe Burrow. Coming off of uh, a a tough injury season, it's just he he comes out of the top 10. Um, So coming in at number 10, bad person, don't like him, don't like giving him recognition. Um, but Tyreek Hill was phenomenal this year. And so Tyreek Hill gets onto the list. By the way, coming up on tomorrow's Football Friday, we are going to do a new trade tree looking, and that's gonna be on YouTube here, uh, looking at the Tyreek Hill trade that sent him from the Miami Dolphins or sorry, from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins. How did Kansas City end up doing out of all of that? I'll let you know coming up tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Tyreek Hill ends up on the list, he is at number 10. In at number 9, moving up one spot, is Josh Allen. Um, He certainly had a frustrating year this year, but I thought he really turned it on late and showed you the type of quarterback that he is, so he gets a a bump up in the rankings. Staying in at number 8 is Trent Williams, offensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers. Don't know how much longer he is going to be on this list, but he is still the gold standard over at that left tackle spot, so he gets the nod here, uh, the only offensive lineman on here. Moving up two spots is Chris Jones. He was a game changer for Kansas City's defense in general uh, when, when he came in as well as in that Super Bowl, making a couple of big plays, leading to another championship for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that is why I have Chris Jones coming in at number seven. Coming in at sixth, dropping three spots, is Aaron Donald. This isn't so much what Donald did, but just what the others ahead of him did do. Um, Donald is still an absolute force in the middle of that defense for the LA Rams, but it was a defense that struggled a little bit, and so that I don't want to say it exposed him, but it just didn't put him in the best positions to succeed. So uh, that's why there is a bit of a drop-off there. Um, So leapfrogging him, one spot is Justin Jefferson, uh, still the best receiver in the NFL. Even with um, some subpar quarterback play this year, Justin Jefferson was still able to step up and cement his spot as the top top wide receiver in the National Football League, and so I have him as a top-five player in this league. Then we get three defensive players. Uh, Coming in at four, it is Williams' San Francisco teammate, Bosa. Um, Again, just an absolute game-wrecker. You have to adjust your entire game plan around what he is going to do as a pass rusher, and the adjustment that he made in that Super Bowl... Um. It was the Super Bowl game where he did that, right? Uh, Where where he goes out that there's pressure. Yeah, it was. It was against Mahomes. He he's rushing around the edge and. Uh, That allows the the tackle to kind of push him past Mahomes so he loses contain and gets the first down. Uh, A couple of plays later, it looks like he's going to do that and then makes a quick cut back and stops the play dead in its tracks. He has an amazing mind for the sport to go along with the obvious athletic talents. Um, Again, I probably wouldn't want to host a podcast with him, but Bosa comes in at number four. At three, it is Miles Garrett. Um, He was the best defensive player on the best defense in the NFL this season, um his ability to get to the pass uh to to get to the quarterback just made the entire like he i think single-handedly carried this team to being the best defense in the league obviously there's help i I shouldn't say single-handedly but I i think he carried them there um and ahead of him is micah parsons who i still think is the best defensive player in the league coming in at number two uh his versatility can drop back into coverage a little bit, but he is very good at, uh, at stopping the run and getting to the quarterback as well. I just think he's the best defensive player in the league. And at number one, there's not a whole lot of debate here. It's Patrick Mahomes. The real debate is where does he fall in on the all-time GOAT rankings? And so that is also something that has been updated here today. In at number 10, it is Randy Moss. Moss drops one spot in these rankings, but still, um, the, the championship he doesn't have it, so that sucks, um, but, like, he he was about as unstoppable as any wide receiver in the history of this sport, he is the number two wide receiver on this list, um, just a, a physical beast, recognized, like, just all of it, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal career, um, Down one spot to number nine is Peyton Manning. His ability to read a defense pre-snap and then ability to execute, it was second to none. Uh, One of the more cerebral players that has ever played the sport of football and um, has the the career resume to to back it up. He comes in at number nine. Leapfrogging him two spots is Patrick Mahomes, already with three Super Bowl championships, um, the three Super Bowl MVPs. He is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and now, again, he has a resume that I I think deserves this. Honestly, could probably move him up higher. Um, we have gone through the the GOAT rankings before. That was back at the, um, the start of the season. But just to update, um, none of these have changed. All these guys are still retired. Um, at seven, it's Walter Payton. At six, Barry Sanders. Five, Reggie White. Four, Lawrence Taylor. At three, I have Joe Montana. At two, the best receiver in the history of the game, Jerry Rice. And at number one... It's obvious. It's Tom Brady. He is the GOAT of So goats. I just kind of pulled at the thread of one trade that helped the Kansas City Chiefs get their championship, and it unraveled into a giant, giant mess with, uh, at the end, 15 teams involved, and half of the league, That that's basically what 15 teams is, half of the league, some of them with eh, little minor parts, this helped the Baltimore Ravens get Lamar Jackson, and it had a hand in the Philadelphia Eagles making it to the Super Bowl, and obviously it had a big impact on Kansas City winning uh, a couple of Super Bowls. So, today, instead of how they were built, we are going to look at how the Patrick Mahomes trade affected basically the entire National Football League, and it's not just Patrick Mahomes is really good and that's affected the league. <laughs> to, to not sound too conspiracy theory goes deeper than that man so the wild and crazy patrick mahomes trade tree is what's coming up on the show today thank you all so much for tuning in hi i'm kim carson and i'm peter klein and this is we had no idea a podcast about world events that you know about but might have fallen asleep for during history class or social studies however you learned history in high school each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history So whether you already know everything or feel like you need a top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week, wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Okay, so, um... I am kind of realizing now that I I am very much regretting that I did all of this handwritten. Um, And feel free to try to fact check some of this stuff. Um, Like, there is absolutely something maybe I missed, but um, this is... whenever I do like, a, oh, let's see, what did this, what, what led to this trade? This is my dream. I was just like, oh yeah, they, they traded three picks for Patrick Mahomes. Like what did those, what did those turn into? And what it turned into, ladies and gentlemen, is about six pages of notes on different trades that have spiraled off of this one. So let's begin at the beginning. The Kansas City Chiefs make a trade with the Buffalo Bills for the 10th overall pick in the 2017 NFL Draft. In exchange, Buffalo gets a 2017 first, a 2017 third, and a 2018 first. And it begins. With the uh, 2017 first, the Buffalo Bills draft Tredavious White. So already, like not the impact of Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but Tredavious White, 17 career interceptions with the Buffalo Bills. That 17 third was traded to the Rams with a second round pick in 2017 for a different second round pick in 2017 and a 2017 fifth round pick. The 2018 first round pick in that trade with Kansas city, um, was also traded with a 2018 third and a 2018 fifth for a 2018 first overall, uh, first round, sorry, pick again So it begins. So let's start with the third round pick that was traded in the Buffalo Bills, um, Kansas City Chiefs deal. The 2017 third with the 2017 second for another second round pick in 2017 and a 17 fifth. So they traded it uh, to move up in the second round. It was um, the Buffalo Bills moving up to 44th uh, from 44th to 37th for the Rams out of this trade. They get. John Johnson, who played 16 games with the team. Um, he lost in the Super Bowl with them and before signing with the Cleveland Browns. And they also get Gerald Everett, who played 16 games with the team that ended up losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So already we've now had a third team get, not, again, not the impact of even Tredavious White, but we get a third team in this that has an impact player. With the second round pick that the Buffalo Bills get in the trade, they acquire Zay Jones, who was, uh, traded by the Bills after three seasons to the Vegas Raiders and the spiral web, the, the spider web continues. Uh, the fifth round pick in this deal was also traded with a 2017 third and a 2017 fifth to Atlanta for a second round pick in 2017. So let's explore that trade. The Buffalo Bills send a third and two-fifths to the Atlanta Falcons for a 2017 second-round pick. With those, the Falcons get DeMonte Cazay, Um, or Kazim, who played four years with Atlanta, four interceptions before signing with Dallas. They also get running back Brian Hill, who played 39 games with the Falcons over four years, two touchdowns, 945 yards before he signs with Tennessee. They also get Duke Riley, who had 90 tackles in three years with the Atlanta Falcons before he is traded to Philadelphia. So there is another branch that spirals off of this thing. Um, But there you go. Like, again... We're not talking about franchise changers, I'm going to stop caveating it because there's only a couple more in here, but you have some 90 tackles over three seasons. Uh, not the most impactful running back, but then due to 10 interceptions, so the Falcons benefit from this trade. Well, what happened on the Buffalo side of this trade, you may ask? Well, they have a tackle who played 95 games for them over the last six years in Deion Dawkins. So now you have two pieces of the, the core that the Buffalo Bills have built with Tredavious White and uh, now with Dion Dawkins. And now you're thinking, well, what happened to that first round pick for the, the Buffalo Bills that they got in 2018? We already covered that Tredavious White was drafted with the 2017 first. What about the 2018 first from that trade? Well, that pick along, that pick was the 22nd overall pick. It got moved with the 65th pick for the 105th, 154th sorry, overall pick, and the 16th overall pick. So basically, they make a couple of swaps to move up six picks in the draft. Um, Baltimore ends up trading both of those picks, one to Tennessee and one of them to Oakland. We'll get to that in a second. On the Bills' side, with the 154th overall pick, they get Serene Neal, who played five seasons with them, 102 tackles as a defensive back. They also get Tremaine Edmonds, who has played five years, 174, or, sorry, 74 games, 74 games started, five interceptions, just a boatload of tackles, and six and a half sacks. And so, out of this trade, you get, I would say, up to this point, four Pretty productive pieces out of this for the Buffalo Bills. It continues, because remember, they drafted Zay Jones, but they trade him to the, uh, at the time, Oakland Raiders for the 161st overall pick. With Zay Jones, um, he spends three years with Oakland and Vegas, 18 games started, 847 yards before signing with Jacksonville. Um, Buffalo doesn't get a whole lot out of this. Tommy Doyle, two years, he's played 12 games at the tackle position after being drafted 5th. Page one is done. We talked about Duke Riley before, who goes to Atlanta. We are now spidering off of teams that weren't even involved in the initial trade. As Duke Riley gets traded with a sixth round pick to Philadelphia for a player named Jonathan... Cyprin and a 2020 seventh round pick. Duke Riley plays two years with Philadelphia, uh, five starts, 55 tackles, and half of a sack before signing with Miami. So that part is closed. That sixth round pick they get from the Falcons, they trade to San Francisco for a seventh round pick in 2021 and Marquise Goodwin. With the picks that the Falcons get, uh, they use it to draft Sterling Hofrichter, who was a punter who punted in 16 games before being waived and going to Miami. Jonathan Crippen, uh, or Cyprin or whatever, played one game with the Falcons before going to San Francisco. Uh, so this one, not quite closed just yet. That 2018 first round pick that the Baltimore Ravens got back in the trade with Buffalo for that 18 pick that they got From Kansas City, well, they traded that one with the uh, 215th overall pick in 2018 to the Tennessee Titans um, to have the Titans move up three spots to the, uh, from 25, they also get pick 125 in there. So, with those, the Tennessee Titans select Rashawn Evans, a linebacker who played 59 games, started 50 of them, 2 interceptions, 3 sacks, 317 tackles before signing with Atlanta. I feel comfortable in saying that is another productive player who comes off of this. The 6th round pick in this was traded to Baltimore. And just that's where this all got confusing for me because there were a few times where the same pick got traded to the same team twice, and that was just it was, it was a thing. Um, with the picks that Baltimore got, they uh they draft Hayden Hurst, tight end, played 28 games, 512 receiving yards, and three touchdowns before he gets traded to Atlanta, and the trade tree continues. Also, that fourth-round pick is involved in a gigantic swap with Philadelphia that will come up later. The third-round pick that we talked about before with Baltimore getting... Um, in the trade that involved the Tremaine Edmonds pick, that gets flipped to Oakland. That was the 65th overall pick to Oakland. The Raiders move up 10 spots, so they give away the 75th pick, along with pick 152 and 212 in 2018. With that, the Raiders get Brandon Parker, who started 32 games for the team at tackle. The two picks um, that the Baltimore Ravens get in this, um, so they get 75, And they get 152. I looked back at at pick 212. I have that in here. Um, I looked back at 212. Apparently, that wasn't actually involved. That might have been a conditional thing or something. Um, So, that one actually isn't involved. So, sorry. But with these two picks, Baltimore trades both of them. Um, They use the 75th overall pick to move down again another 11 spots and acquire the 122nd overall pick from Kansas City. Uh, So tying them back into this thing, and pick 152 gets sent to Tennessee for pick 162 and pick 215, um, which, again, gets a little bit confusing because it's involved in a trade already with Tennessee, and then they just flip it back to them. Um, The sixth round pick that Philadelphia got earlier in the trade involving Duke Riley from the Atlanta Falcons. That gets traded to San Francisco. That was 190th pick. That gets traded to San Francisco for pick 240 and Marquise Goodwin. Pick 190, which went to San Francisco, is Charlie Warner, who is a tight end, who has played 48 games with the 49ers, eight receptions for 88 yards, more of a blocker. Um, Marquise Goodwin doesn't play a game with Philadelphia, his contract just doesn't essentially get picked up, and he signs back with San Francisco. The seventh-round pick by Philadelphia is traded to Washington, so we welcome another team into this for a couple of picks. The oft-traded 152nd uh, overall pick in the 18 draft, um, this one swaps hands going to the Tennessee Titans in a deal with Baltimore. The Titans get pick 152 in 2018, Dave Cruikshank is that player. He plays 44 games with the Titans, one interception, 65 tackles before signing with Chicago. The Baltimore Ravens, with pick 162, get Jordan Lasley didn't play a game and was waived. Uh, They also get Bradley Bozeman, who played 62 games, started 49 at left guard and center before signing with Carolina. So now Baltimore has entered the conversation along with Hayden Hurst of getting another player who at least had some value with them. Speaking of Hayden Hurst, who gets drafted uh, with the 25th overall pick in 2018, which Baltimore got from Tennessee for the 22nd overall pick, which they got from Buffalo, um, which they got from the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, we are spiraling back. Um, that Hayden Hurst gets traded to Atlanta in exchange for the 55th overall pick in 2020 and the 157th pick in 2020. Hayden Hurst has spent two, year, or spent two years in Atlanta playing 29 games, 792 uh, receiving yards, nine touchdowns before signing with Cincinnati. The two picks that Baltimore gets... First, they draft J.K. Dobbins. So, Patrick Mahomes, uh, from Buffalo, essentially, to Kansas City, gets Baltimore J.K. Dobbins, a running back who I think still has some big things in his future, but he has been banged up. Also, with that fifth-round pick, um, Baltimore trades it to Jacksonville for Calais Campbell, one of the best defensive tackles in the National Football League. So now, again, as mentioned, Baltimore... Very much a part of this whole thing, getting productive players. That pick, 157, gets traded to um, Jacksonville for a a fellow named... um, Like, the the player that Jacksonville picks in that spot, sorry, is a fellow named Daniel Thomas. All due respect to Daniel and the other Thomases, didn't have much of an impact. And so now we are back with the Baltimore Ravens. Remember when I said earlier, um, Baltimore, with the picks that they got... From Tennessee, when they swapped so Tennessee could get Rashawn Evans, Baltimore drafts Hayden Hurst, but the fourth round pick in there, Baltimore uses as part of a big deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Baltimore sends pick 52 and 125 in 2018, along with what would end up being the 53rd overall pick in 2019, to Philadelphia for the 32nd overall pick in 2018, and the 132nd overall pick in 2018. Um, If you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you will recognize that 19 second as star running back Miles Sanders. Star is a bit of a over exaggeration i'm into this um but miles sanders has played 57 games he has over 3,000 rushing yards and 20 touchdowns helping the eagles get to the super bowl this most recent year they also out of this get avante maddox who is a defensive back who's played five years with the team 60 games has started 36 of them four interceptions and 238 tackles also one of the uh the picks the second round pick um the 52nd overall pick in 2018 that gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts, which leads to another good player for Philadelphia that's coming up later. And now if you're thinking 18th overall pick in 2008 or 32nd overall pick in 2018, that sounds, that sounds like it was a pretty good player. It was league MVP Lamar Jackson. So again, Baltimore gets Lamar Jackson in a trade involving the Eagles because of a trade um, involving the Tennessee Titans because of a trade involving Buffalo because of the Patrick Mahomes trade. So, ipso facto, uh, Patrick Mahomes going to Kansas City, got Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. This is the stuff that I I just, when I saw this, I was like, oh, you have to be kidding me. Like, this is great, because at this point, like, We've had some good players. We've had some productive players. I'm already thinking like, oh, this is neat. Like a few teams have been able to set up Lamar Jackson, who is in the news right now, should stay in Baltimore. It'd be ridiculous for them to let him go. They need to build around him, not get rid of him. But that, besides the point right now. Um, also in this, they get Jaleel Scott, who uh, played three games and had three targets before being waived and picked up by the New York Jets. We aren't done. With Baltimore, the 75th overall pick that Baltimore got in 2018, uh, this one going back to the Raiders trade that got uh, Vegas slash Oakland Brandon Parker, well, Baltimore flips that to Kansas City for the 86th overall pick in 2018, so they moved down 11 spots, Um, and the 122nd pick in 2018 with the 75th overall pick kansas city gets Derek naughty who has started 69 games for the team nice four sacks 193 tackles for the super bowl champions not last year but you know um they were the super bowl champions last year i'm saying that's his career total not whatever out of this trade baltimore gets kenny young linebacker who has started six games for the team played 21 51 tackles two and a half sacks before he gets traded to the rams and it continues uh with the third round pick so baltimore moving down 11 spots they draft cornerstone of the offense mark andrews their tight end who has played 77 games has over four thousand yards receiving and 34 touchdowns in five years all of these have like a bunch of trades involved with them. And so at this point, like it th- there's like I said, there's a lot. We'll kind of go a bit quicker through this now. Philadelphia, we had mentioned before, they made a trade with Washington to get the at the time just Washington football team, the 154th, um sorry, it got the, the Eagles, the 154th overall pick. For Washington, they get the 240th overall pick in 2021. With that, they select William Bradley King, who played uh, in four games in two years, and they get the 225th overall pick. Cameron Cheesman, who's amazing, if for nothing else than his name, has played 17 games with Washington. The Eagles, with that 154th pick that they get, they trade it to Jacksonville for a couple of six-round picks. We had mentioned before, a second-round pick that the Eagles got for... Uh, essentially Lamar Jackson, Philadelphia flips that along with pick 169 to move up three spots in 2018 and select Dallas Goddard who has almost 3,000 receiving yards for the Eagles and in 69 games played has 19 touchdowns. So coming out of this trade, out of all of this, the Eagles get 3,000 rushing yards in Miles Sanders, and almost 3,000 receiving yards in Dallas Goddard. The, the Indianapolis Colts do okay. They get uh, Kamoko Ture, who has played in 38 games, 33 tackles, 12 sacks before he signs with San Francisco. Jordan Wilkins, 53 games played, over 1,000 yards rushing, and four touchdowns before he signed with the Tennessee Titans. Kenny Young was brought up earlier in this. Uh, Yes, he was drafted by Baltimore in 2018 in the trade that also got them the pick for Mark Andrews. They flip him eventually to the LA Rams, along with the 173rd pick, For Marcus Peters, who in 36 games with Baltimore, eight interceptions and 99 tackles, helping to solidify one of the better defenses in the National Football League. So again, Baltimore is coming out of this trade tree smelling like roses. Uh, Kenny Young plays three years with the LA Rams before he gets dealt to the Denver Broncos. The 173rd overall pick gets traded by the Rams with Aqib Tlaib to Miami, for the 238th pick in 2022. By the way, we are not fully closing this trade tree today because Kenny Young, after being traded by the Rams, gets dealt to Denver, um, for a, uh, along with a seventh round pick in next year's draft for a sixth round pick in next year's draft. So, Probably won't come back to this, but just remember that tidbit when the the Rams and Broncos are picking in the 6th and 7th round next year. The 5th round pick that Philadelphia got that they flipped to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, with that, drafts Snoop Connor, who played in 8 games, getting 42 yards. Philadelphia gets 2 picks back. One of them, they get Grant Calcaterra, who has played 15 games for uh, or played 15 games for the Eagles last year. That was a 2022 draft pick. They also trade the sixth round pick they get in this deal for, along with another one, for a pick from the Detroit Lions. Uh, we will get to that one in just a second. Actually, let's get to that one now. Uh, with that, the Eagles select Kyron Johnson, who made eight tackles in 16 games for them this season. The Lions get two players, a 100, the 188th overall pick, they get Malcolm Rodriguez, who started in 50, uh, 15 games this year and had 87 tackles as a rookie. I feel good in saying Detroit gets added to the list of teams in this tree that get a productive player. They also get Chase Lucas, who made three tackles in six games played. Remember the Aqib Tlaib trade that we talked about before? Um, The Miami Dolphins get Aqib Tlaib. His contract expired. He did not play a game. With the draft pick that they got, they trade that pick to Philadelphia for a pair of draft picks, while the Rams, who got a pick in that deal, they trade that pick along with another one to the Vegas Raiders. So now... The fifth-round pick that Miami gets from the L.A. Rams, they traded that and a seventh to Philadelphia for a 2020 fifth. Um, for Miami, they get Curtis Weaver out of this deal. He's played one game with them so far. Uh, The 2020 seventh-round pick, the Eagles flipped that in a deal to Chicago, along with—they used both of these picks and just flipped them— in a deal with the Chicago Bears. And at this point, you're probably like, okay, we've got like Lamar Jackson was the highlight, which it was, I will admit that. We're not topping Lamar Jackson here. Um, but we're, we're probably done with it, right? Like we've gone a couple of trades now, where no one, uh, with all due respect to Malcolm Rodriguez, no one really game changing has come up, which is absolutely fair. Um, this one was interesting though, because with the picks that Philadelphia got from Miami, they flipped them to Chicago, for a 6th round pick in 2020, another 6th round pick in 2020, and a 7th round pick in 2020. Those picks turn into Sean Bradley, who has 45 tackles in 3 years with the Eagles. Quez Watkins, who has over 1,000 yards receiving in 3 years with the Eagles. And Casey Tuhill, who played a game and was waived. Chicago, getting those 2 picks from Philadelphia, from Miami, from the Rams. Uh, from From the Ravens and on down the line from Philadelphia, from the Ravens again, from Buffalo. Um, With those picks, they get Lucavius Simmons, amazing name, only played a game, and Darnell Mooney, who might be their number one or number two receiver, 45 games played, has over 2,000 receiving yards, and one touchdown. Uh, And just to put a bow on this one, there is that other trade involving the Rams, the pick that they got in the Aqib Tlaib trade which again goes back a ways in this thing um they send that pick to the raiders for a pair of draft picks um or sorry they get they get one draft pick and flipped it for and, and flipped two flipped this one and another one for one pick With that one pick, the Rams select Kyron Williams, who had 35 carries this last year with the LA Rams. The Raiders get Matthew Butler, who made five tackles. And they also get Thayer Munford, who started four games along the Raider offensive line as a rookie. And that, again, with the exception of the two picks in 2024, closes off our trade tree right now. And so, the teams involved in this deal, when all is said and done... Kansas City gets Patrick Mahomes and Derek Naughty, two, uh, one significantly more than the other, but two important pieces of a championship team. A foundation starts to be built in Buffalo, as they get Tradavius White, Dion Dawkins, Saran Neal, Tremaine Edmonds, and Tommy Doyle. The LA Rams get a couple of pieces, Kyron Williams, John Johnson, and Gerald Everett. The Atlanta Falcons get DeMonte Kazee, Brian Hill, Sterling Hoffrichter, Jonathan Cyprin, and Hayden Hurst. The Raiders get Zay Jones, Brandon Parker, Thayer Munford, and Matthew Butler. The Eagles get Duke Riley, Marquise Goodwin, who never really played for them. Avante Maddox, Miles Sanders, and Dallas Goddard, along with Grant Calcaterra, Kyron Johnson, Sean Bradley, Quez Watkins, and Casey Tuhill. Tennessee gets Rashawn Evans and Dave Cruikshank. San Francisco pops in. Hi. We get Charlie Warner. Baltimore gets Jaleel Scott, Jordan Lasley, who only played a game. Uh, I think I said Bradley earlier. It's Brady Bosrin. Um, J.K. Dobbins, Calais Campbell, Lamar Jackson, Mark... Andrews, Kenny Young, and Malcolm Butler. I think I have that. Marcus Peters. I put Malcolm Butler as Marcus Peters there. Sorry. Um, Jacksonville gets Daniel Thomas and Snoop Cooper, so they don't do a lot. Washington gets William Bradley King and Cameron Cheeseman. Indianapolis gets uh, Kamoko Turi and Jordan Wilkins. Denver gets Kenny Young Detroit gets Malcolm Rodriguez and Chaz Luke, or Chase Lucas. Chicago gets Darnell Mooney and Lucavius Simmons. And Miami gets Curtis Warner and Akib Tlaib, who, between the two of them, played one game. I don't know if any of this was good or interesting to anyone else, but I nerded out on this for a couple of hours in doing prep on this today. I thought it was so fascinating. And you can see the just verocity with which teams will just trade draft picks um and flip them to to kind of move up and move down and oh we got these two picks. Do you want one of them back? Sure. Um but I don't even know what the lesson here is, but it, it, it really is interesting to see. Like, look, the star of the show here is very clearly Patrick Mahomes. But in both of these case, well, in, in the Mahomes case, yeah, in both of these. They, they move up to get their guy. Buffalo gets some strong pieces to help build a foundation. You look at how Lamar Jackson has picked up. They trade three picks to move up to get Lamar Jackson. Philadelphia uses those to get Avante Maddox, Miles Sanders, and Dallas Goddard. Again, some foundational pieces being built to help them go compete for a championship. This was so much fun to look at. That's going to do it for the show today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you're listening in podcast form, please remember to leave a review um, and subscribe. If you are watching this video again, if you're watching, this was a little bit abbreviated today. Uh, but if you're watching, thank you. Make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel. Um, coming up tomorrow, it is a fights and football Friday. The fight portion going to be busy. We are looking at the NFL or the the uh, the UFC fights to make coming off of UFC 298, as well as our w- WWE Elimination Chamber Preview. Uh, So that is what is coming up on the show on Friday. For the Football Friday portion, we're still doing Football Fridays. We are going to look at the Tyreek Hill trade tree. It's not as expansive as the Patrick Mahomes one, uh, but it's still interesting to see how Kansas City did coming out of all of this. Um, And we are also going to look at teams who maybe should consider trading up in the draft to get a starting quarterback. Um, all right, so follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email this show, couchpotato diary at yahoo.com. We are also on Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash couchpotato diary. Thank you all so much, and I will talk to you guys a couple of times tomorrow. I'm out.